this year. This is my year. Our year. Can you feel it? More motivation. 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 Synergy. 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 Adventure. 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 Responsibility. 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 Intimacy. Achievement. Achievement. Advancement. Advancement. Determination. Determination. Focus. Focus. This is my year. Honey, so? What do you think? Yeah. Motivation. Integrity. Determination. Synergy. Come on, honey. You're not even listening to me. I mean, I have a poster and everything this time. This is perfect. I mean business. Jack? This is my year. I promise. Wasn't that awesome, man? God is so faithful. I'm so thankful for our Vine worship team. If you don't ever get to come hang out with us, hey, shoot an email. Shoot an email to our Vine worship team at worship at divine.tv. Let them know that you're thankful for them because I'm so thankful for them. They do an incredible job every week. I'm so thankful also for our creative team. They do an awesome job in getting all of this together and making me look so, so good, even though I don't deserve it every week. So thank you to you guys for pulling this off and making this happen. Uh, I can't wait uh, for what Jesus to share what Jesus has done here at the Vine in 2018. So I want to start with celebration for what Jesus has done at the Vine in 2018. We've got a small message for us, and then we are going to go about our day anticipating what Jesus is about to do in 2019. So here we go. In 2019, at the Vine Church, I want you to celebrate with us that Jesus has let us be a part of a few things. Number one, the reason that we do this each and every week is Jesus let us be a part of five salvations in 2018. That is incredible. Jesus also let us be a part of four baptisms. He let us be a part of 26 visits to the garden. And nine first-time families chose to spend their Sunday with us. So if you're part of our Vine Kids ministry, if you're part of, of our guest services ministry, of our load-in, load-out ministry, you played a part in each and every one of those people seeing Jesus. And if you're watching us online from wherever you are around the world, I want you to know that if you're sharing this video or you're telling your friends about the Vine, you are playing a part of making Jesus' name more famous. So thank you for that. I want you to know that in 2018, the Vine's biggest Sunday was our baptism Sunday where we saw 41 adults and six Vine kids in the house. We averaged seeing 14 adults in person every week, three Vine kids, 14 sowers serving. We have 19 of our eFams see us each and every Sunday. And throughout the week, we have 25 eFam join us each and every week. That's crazy for something that wasn't even on the radar two years ago. I want to tell you, God is faithful. I want you to know that in 2018, we've been a part of $114,000 in tithes and offerings given. Now, I told you we don't celebrate a number. We celebrate obedience. So here's what I want to tell you. When we started the Vine Church, we asked Jesus, what would he have us do? And one of the things that he had us do is he said, you will give 10%, the Vine will give 10% of all tithes and offerings received monthly to a local church around the world and 5% of all tithes and offerings received monthly to a gospel-centered nonprofit. 
So that means 15% of all tithes and offerings received, uh, we, we take straight off the top and we give away. God is faithful in that. So I want to tell you, over this past year, in 2018 alone, we've seen $37,000 sold into the local church and gospel-centered nonprofits in the community. We've done that through the YMCA, through the Cleveland Academy of Leadership, and also in various families that we've got to serve over this past year. I want to tell you the number that that is, is God called us to give 15%. He's blessed us to give over 32% of all tithes and offerings received have gone in to making the world around us see Jesus more clearly by just being his hands and feet. So if you've been a part of that, if you've given, I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for allowing me to be a part of this because because you've given and because I've got the opportunity to give, we've got to see Jesus move and change lives. And if we don't ever get to see anything else again, I want to tell you, God is faithful. And I know that the little things that we want to try to control, the little things that we try to hold so dear, if we just surrender it to him, man, he will multiply it like we've never seen. So thank you to each and every sower at Divine Church, because here's what I believe. 2018 has been incredible. But we serve a God of multiplication. And I believe 2019 is going to be even more amazing. And I want to tell you, Jesus is just getting started. So thank you for each and every one of you that serve. Thank you for each and every one of you that give. And thank you for each and every one of you that take time out of your week to join us online, to join us in person, and hang out with us. We're so thankful for that. But more importantly, we do all this so that Jesus' name is lifted high. Five people's eternities were changed this past year. And I know that Jesus is going to let us be a part of so much more. So thank you for that. As we get ready for the message, I just wanted to, to prepare you for this. Uh, you know, I was getting ready to think about what to share uh, as we get ready to go into a new year and a new series. And each and every year, I'm always challenged with, what do we do on EFAM Sunday? Uh, because we believe in having this rest and we believe in taking some time. But I also know that this week, a lot of folks are setting goals. So before we even kick off into our brand new series called New, uh, I just want to share with you this message because I know that we're setting goals. Because every year, I know we make decisions about who we want to be. We make resolutions, we set those goals, but here's the thing. Aren't those goals often focused on ourselves? It's always about us, isn't it? Like it's about losing weight. It's about it's about it's about saving money. It's about getting out of debt for ourselves. Nothing wrong with that. We've got some tools we want to share with you at the end how you can be a part of getting out of debt if that's something that you would like to do this year. But here's the thing. Our best goals are self-centered. But to live the life that God called for us. We've got to be willing to get out of our comfort zone and not let our lives be self-centered, but other-centered. It's about serving others. It's, it's not easy, and it sure as heck isn't comfortable, but I know that when I deny myself and we deny ourselves, God can and will do so much more. So that's what I want to share with you today, is how in the world, how in the world do we just get started as we go into 2019. And so some thoughts I had on New Year's resolutions is maybe you're sitting here right now and you're getting ready to make your resolutions and you say, I can't believe it's been a year since I haven't become a better person. You know, my resolution is to stop lying to myself about making lifestyle changes. My New Year's resolution is a to-do list for the first week of January alone. Like how many people say that? But how realistic is that? How many of us say that uh, I'm going to work out every day and come February 1st, it's been five times you've worked out in the past year. 
Hey, maybe your resolution for 2019 is accomplished the goals of 2018, which should have been done in 2017, because honestly, you wrote those same goals in 2016. Hey, you know, I had one guy tell me his one resolution was uh, to lose weight, to go join the Carolina Panthers and win a Super Bowl next year. So, hey, I guess if you've got to fail, you got to fail big. So I don't think they're making the Super Bowl, but hey, if you're going to have a resolution, I say go for it. But the one thing that I noticed about each and every one of those resolutions is they're so people, non-people focused and so selfishly focused on us. And so that's what I want to talk about today is how in the world do we get started to live this life that's bigger than us, that's beyond us, and that's greater than us? So, if you'd like to follow along with us, we do this each and every week. Our creative team is amazing. We partner with Bible.com, and we're going to show you in a video really quickly how you can follow along if you're watching us on a Sunday. If you're watching us throughout the week, you should see the scripture going across the bottom of your screen uh, because we have an amazing team. So, if you'd like to follow along with us, we're going to show you a video on how to do that. If you download the Bible app at your favorite app store, and when you open that up, you're going to click on the More tab. Once you click the More tab, if you will click Events, there you will see the Vine Worship Experience. And once you have that, you'll be able to join us, uh, see about how you can take notes, you can see the scripture that we're going to go to. But more important, you're going to have, once again, another way that you can connect with us and we can connect with you, that we can serve you or pray for you in any specific way. So today I want to talk about finishing. Because, you see, we talk about those goals and we talked about how they're self-centered. But here's the thing. Maybe our intention is to live a life that's bigger than us and an others-focused life over this next year. But sometimes we know that we got to put the oxygen mask on ourselves before we can help others. And I know that that's true. So today I just want to talk about finishing well. And the first thing I want to share with you is this. As I was getting ready for 2019, I started thinking about some things. And the first thing that popped out to me of this is I get to share this story with you. Number one, you will never finish something you don't start. You will never finish something that you don't start. What do you need to start that you've been putting off, that you've left undone? Those goals from 2016 that you wrote that you keep promising yourself you're going to do. You know, it's, it's one thing to get in shape, but it's one thing to decide that I'm going to change my physical nature, and I've struggled with this, still struggle with this in my life, but I have to make a decision that I'm going to change my workout habits, my eating habits, so that I can run the race well that God's planned out for me. So maybe a physically fit is what you've been called to do or is one of the resolutions you have. I want to ask you, have you joined the gym? And will you stay committed to going to the gym? Maybe, maybe you're looking to get in a relationship. Maybe, maybe if that's you and that's what you're calling for, maybe it's about praying that God would have you be ready for that relationship instead of worrying about date, taking all of these dating sites or things like that. Nothing wrong with those. I've met some people that have some outstanding marriages from it. But more importantly, ask Jesus what he would have you do first. Or more importantly, maybe just take a shower. Might help. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Maybe, maybe you're looking for strong friendships that would push you. And I want to tell you, if you want to be a part of that, come hang out with the Greenhouse Gathering. I'm telling you, it's about food, fellowship, and fun. But it's more importantly about being all that God made us to be. And I would love for you to come hang out with that. So if you're looking to start a strong friendship, come hang out with us on Thursday nights. Maybe, maybe you're just trying to be more generous. Start with a local church. It doesn't have to be the Bible. 
Just be obedient to what God's called you to do and give the word God's called you to give. And I promise you, I promise you, he will bless your obedience and you will get to see him do what only he can do because you've been obedient to what he's called you to do. Maybe, maybe you want to make a difference in others' lives. I just want to ask you, jump in and serve. Serve here at the vine. Serve, serve here. See what you can be a part of. Just jump in. Just dive right in. Ask Jesus what he would have you do. And if you jump in and you find you're not in the right place, guess what? We'll help you get there. Because we're going to point you to Jesus and all we do. And maybe that's what you need to ask Jesus for this year. Instead of it being about you, maybe, maybe you can see how you can serve others well. What is this thing about this year that you want to do differently? What is it that when we start... And go talk at EFAM 2019, the EFAM Sunday on 2019. We're going into 2020. What is it that you want to say is different about your life then compared to now? What is it you want to be celebrating in 2020 that God did in your life in 2019 through your surrender to what he's called you to do? I want to give you a minute to think about it. Hey, maybe write that down. If you're following us on the Bible app, maybe... Maybe you can go ahead and put that in your notes or, or whatever it is, but I would challenge you to write it down and more importantly, share it with someone you love. And just watch and let's see what Jesus does with that over 2019. See, if I'm completely honest, the reason most of us don't finish the goals that we start is because we're afraid of how it's going to end. We always like to know the ending. We always want to know how things end, don't we? Like, we always want to know how things end. Like, you know, it's you can have a terrible movie, but a great ending, and it's called a good movie. I don't care who you are or where you're from. If there's a movie with a great ending, it's a great movie. It can be terrible all the way through until the end. And it's because we're captivated by how things finish. And so today, I want to talk about that. Because if we know how we want to finish, then it's going to be really easy to start. If we know how it's all going to end, it's going to be really easy to start. And so today I want to talk to you about this guy named Moses. And if you've got your Bible, if you're following us on the Bible app, you're going to see this, or you can see it across the bottom of our screen. But we're going to start in the book of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews today. We're going to be in Hebrews 11. Excuse me. Hebrews 11, verse 24. Through 26. Verse 24 through 26. And it says this By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt. Because he was looking ahead to his reward. You see, the cool part about that is when we look back through the lens of faith at Moses and see what God called him to be and all that God called him to do, we can see the writer of Hebrews is saying right here and celebrating Moses being a man of faith and being obedient and surrendering himself to what God made him to do. And so it's really easy to look back at the finish line and see how awesome it is. And But here's the thing. If we're completely honest, it's not how Moses started. 
It's not, when we look in the book of Exodus here in a minute, we're going to see that it wasn't that Moses started well that made him finish well. It's because he knew what God had called him to, and he continued to faithfully take step by step of obedience to be all that God made him to be. You never finish something that you don't start. So here we go. So Moses ended well, but let's talk about where he began. So if you're taking notes, taking notes. Number one, you will never finish something you don't start. Number two, start where you are. Start where you are. You know, a lot of times the reason, like I said, we don't finish and we don't complete those New Year's resolutions or we don't complete those goals that we set for ourselves is because we think that we have to be at a destination three stops down before we ever really start instead of looking at the finish line and what we're called to do and taking step by small step. You see, when Moses took step by small step, when we look back, we can see how God has been faithful and how he was a faithful steward of what God called him to do. However, in the moment, let's see how Moses and us are exactly the same. And so today, if you're really trying to change yourself in 2019, I just want to tell you to start where you are. Exodus 3, verse 11, in the beginning of verse 12, tells us this. It tells us this. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. You see, the thing is, the thing that Moses finally got when he started to lead the Israelites out of Egypt and into the promised land is he understood that he had to start where he was, but it wasn't about how he started. It was about who he started with. And I want to tell you today, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you want to do. When you know who you are with, I promise you, you're going to be a part of something greater than you. Maybe you feel unworthy from your past mistakes. Guess what? Moses did. Actually, Moses murdered a man. And he ran away from the, the people of God because he thought he couldn't lead them. Once he found out that he was a Hebrew, he no longer wanted to be in the house of Pharaoh. And he saw one of the, the, the servants of Pharaoh whipping and beating one of his brothers who were Hebrews. And instead, instead, his Jewish brother there, instead of standing up with the Egyptian man, he killed, he killed the Egyptian. And instead of all the people following Moses, they made fun of him. So Moses ran away in shame. And Moses is standing at a point, and his confidence is shaken, and he thinks God can't use him. So I want to tell you, no matter what your past is today, if you'll just start where you are, watch what Jesus can do, because you are not your past. There's so much more he can do in and through you. If you'll just surrender yourself to him, surrender yourself to what he's called you to do, I promise you, I promise you, you'll see him do something crazy, awesome, and incredible. Maybe right now you feel like you're so far behind financially, you're swimming in debt, you don't see a way out. I promise you if you surrender it to the Lord, you'll talk to someone about getting a budget in place, you'll see him do something that's crazy, far more than you can ask or imagine. Maybe you're facing some big decisions right now and you're confused as to which way to go. I want to tell you, no matter what season you are in, no matter where you start, just know who is with you because when you know who's with you, Man, you can take those steps. The very God of the universe is with you. How faithful is that? How awesome is that? 
I want you to know that, that you won't have to go through this alone, that someone is with you. And I want to tell you, not only is God with you today, if you need to talk to someone about about how about what you're struggling with or talk to someone about who you think God is or what's going on, I want to tell you that Divine Church is with you. We want to follow we want to follow Jesus step by step and walk through this season with you step by step as you discover more who he is and who he created you to be. If you need help today, don't let today go by without talking to someone. Reach out to us at hello at divine.tv. As a matter of fact, you can also reach out to us at prayer at divine.tv. We would love to walk with you. But today, no matter what, no matter where you are, I'm going to tell you to start, start where you are. Number two is use what you have. So you'll never finish something you don't start. Start where you are and use, use what you have. Exodus 4, chapter, Exodus chapter 4, verses 1 through 2 says it this way. Moses answered, what if they do not believe me or listen to me? And say, the Lord did not appear to you. Then the Lord said to him, what is in your hand? A staff, he replied. You see, that staff that was in Moses' hand is actually, he was with his father-in-law Jethro. And he was keeping sheep. Okay? And the only reason he had a staff in his hand is because he was keeping sheep. And that staff is the very staff that was in his hand because he was following God obediently, day by day, step by step, that God used in his life to make him be all that he made him to be. See, he was just doing his daily work. Maybe you feel that way. Maybe you feel what you do doesn't matter. I want to tell you, if you're the stay-at-home mom, you have the greatest job in the world because you are sowing seeds in the generation and showing them who Jesus is, that they will rise up and make this world better tomorrow than it is today because they're pointing everyone to Jesus. As a matter of fact, maybe you're, you're a teacher and you go in season after season, semester after semester, even if you're a football coach or you're a coach and you're in season after season, semester after semester, child after child, and you see that you pour all you have into those students and you never see them in return. I want you to know that when May comes, when June comes, when December comes, and those folks walk across that stage, you invested in them. They couldn't have done it without you. You were sowing seeds of hope. You're sowing seeds of hope. Maybe, maybe you think, man, all I do is change oil. I can't make a difference. And I want to tell you, changing oil is something that many people can't do. And because of you, you're allowing them to be able to love others like never before because they love God first. Maybe, maybe you're in construction. Maybe you like, maybe you're great with numbers. And you think all I do is work with spreadsheets all day. I'm not doing anything to change the world. I don't want to tell you that God created you specifically to work those spreadsheets. To do exactly that, change the world. Maybe you're a student and you say, well, my life is ahead of me and I can't do anything right now to change the world. And I want to tell you, if you'll just start where you are and work what God puts in your hands, you'll see him do something amazing in your life. Because even as a student, even as a student, he still can work in and through you. Did you know that I'm still a student? I'm always learning. If I ever have it all figured out, it'll be the time that I'm called into eternity. So if you're a student right now and you think that your whole life is ahead and that, that there's nothing that you can do right now, don't buy into that lie. It's a lie straight from the pit of hell. God can still work in and through you. As a matter of fact, when you use exactly what God has in your hands, when you use what you have, here's some examples of how you can make a difference. Hey, maybe you're good at construction or repairing things. 
I'm willing to bet there's a single mom or a widow around you have some things that need to be fixed that only you can fix. The thing is, asking Jesus to open your eyes and providing the opportunity, and I bet you'll see him do something incredible. Maybe you're great with numbers. I want to tell you, if you're great with numbers, I'd love to have you come hang out. You can be a part of our, our finance team here at Divine. We, we have people who love numbers. Uh, I may be one of them, but I would love to hang out with you because I love talking numbers with people. It's awesome because it's not about the numbers that you want to drown in. It's about the faithfulness in it because as I just shared with you at the beginning, we pray for God to tell us what to do each and every month. And, and he said, give 15%. And look, he's already made over 30% be given away. So I know that those numbers can blow your mind. You can see Jesus do that. Maybe you're great with kids. I would love to ask you and challenge you to serve in our Vine Kids ministry. Because here's the thing. There are kids right now in our community that don't hear the words, I love you. And the Vine Church is a place and provides an environment where they can not only hear the words, I love you, but they can experience the love of Jesus like never before. And we're always asking if you're willing to help and be a part of that and sow into this generation, sow the seeds of hope, water it with love, and watch God grow it as only he can. If you would like to be a part of that because you love serving with kids, let us know. We would love to do that. Once again, let us know at hello at divine.tv. Hey, maybe you're great with teens. We've got a place for you here at Divine. We're starting up the Spur student ministry this year. We can't wait to invest in teens because here's the thing. They have so much potential as teenagers. I want to tell you, even as teenagers, a lot of our teenagers hear everything they're not and don't get to hear exactly who they are. And in Christ, they are who he says he is, not what the world screams they are. So I want to tell you, if you would like to serve with teens, we have a place for you. Come be a part of the spur. We would love for you to see Jesus do that. Hey, maybe you love cooking. As a matter of fact, with cooking, I've been experimenting with fudge here recently unsuccessfully, but I'm going to get there. But maybe you like cooking, and I just want to tell you, hey, maybe if you would ask Jesus to open your eyes, I bet one of your neighbors has experienced a loss or might be struggling, and a home-cooked meal is not something they've had in years. As a matter of fact, maybe they've experienced loss in their life right now, and that loss in their life was the person who cooked for them. Maybe you could go do that today. Maybe maybe you're great at all things creative. You're an artist, an artiste. Maybe you, maybe you have a voice that is amazing and is incredible. Maybe you have a musical talent that's awesome. Hey, I just want to ask you, use what God's put in your hand. Use what you have. Come be a part of our Vine creative team. Our Vine creative team consists of our Vine production team, our social media team, and also who we just got to see, our Vine worship team. If you would like to be a part of that, let us know. We would love for you to experience all that Jesus made you to be and see him do something incredible in your life. Maybe you've just been through some tough times. You've had a hard life. And you don't think you can be of any use. And I want to tell you, there's somebody out there that can learn from you. Me being one of them. I'd love to talk to you. I love to talk to people and learn from people about their life, learn the lessons they've learned, but more importantly, learn from them how Jesus has moved in an incredible way. It gets my faith stirred to hear that. I want to tell you, we have a teen ministry called The Spur that would love to have people who can mentor. Maybe, hey, maybe, maybe you say teens aren't my thing, but adults are. Maybe like walking with people through next steps. Got a place for you. Our Vine Next Steps ministry would love to have you on it.
because we want to walk with people through whatever season they're going through because we serve a God who walked through, up, walked through what seasons we went through no matter what and loved us enough to stay with us. So if that's your gifting and that's what you're called to do, maybe that's the staff God's placed in your hand. I'd love for you to do that. Maybe you're real friendly. That's awesome. Our Vine Guest Services team would love to have you. There's always something about seeing a smiling face that completely changes the atmosphere of the room. And hey, maybe you just like working out. And man, oh man, do we have a place for you. Our Vine, our Vine operations team, our load in, load out team, we load in and load out each and every week. But here's the thing. Here's the reason I would invite you to load in and load out. Here's the reason I would invite you to be a part of that. We have some amazing and incredible people that come and load out each and every week. And you may not believe this, but one extra set of hands saves so much time, but one extra set of hands also means that more relationships can be built and more relationships can be firm. Because here's the thing. They do great work. We have a team that does great work during load in and load out. But more importantly, they're incredible people with incredible stories of how Jesus has moved in their lives. And they have a story to share, and they want to hear the story that you have to tell. So if you would like to be a part of that, use what you have. Let us know. Come join us at Load In, Load Out. Because I want to tell you this, that Jesus has made me realize in my life. So many times I set goals, and I get so mad because I don't reach them on my time. I mean, honestly, I'm a numbers person. So I get so mad because I think about my time and reaching it on my time. But here's what Jesus has been reminding me is no matter how slow you go, you're still going laps around people who sit on the couch. So just remember, start where you are. Use what you have. One of the things that Jesus has reminded me as we finish up talking about using what you have is something I've shared before in a message, but I just couldn't leave it out at this point is this. You know, each and every one of us hold the key to unlock potential. But here's the thing. Your key doesn't unlock your potential. As a matter of fact, it unlocks someone else's potential. And here's the thing. Someone else has the key that unlocks your potential. So here's the thing. We find each other by serving each other. And when we serve each other, we get to take the keys that we've been given to unlock each other's potential because we were made to not do life alone, but be in community. Because here at the Vine Church, we say it all the time, life change happens best inside of Christian community. We believe in life change. So if you would like to be a part of that, of using what you have, take the keys, the gifts, the time, the talent, the treasure that God has placed in your hand right now and take that step of obedience and watch what he can do with it. Last, last but not least, do what you can. Do what you can. We're about to go back into Exodus 4 here in just a moment. I'll turn the pages of this Bible here. Exodus 4, verse 10 through 12 says this. Moses said to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, Who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you <laughs> what to say. You know, I was just getting ready for this. It always made me think, have you ever asked a child to go to bed? Isn't it amazing how they can slough around all day and 
and talk about how sleepy or how tired they are. But then all of a sudden, when you tell them they got to go to bed, it's like the floodgate open. Like, it's my pajamas are itchy. I need a new Band-Aid. I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. I don't like my bed. I want to watch a TV show. Can you sing me a song? Will you read a bedtime story? Hey, how about, why are the stars where they are? Hey, why, why, why is chocolate milk brown? Where the brown cows come from? Is that where chocolate milk is? Is chocolate chocolate? Like all kinds of crazy questions. Like I said, like it's amazing when you ask a child to go to bed. It's crazy the things they can do and the energy that's produced. And I wonder if that's how we could live our life. Knowing that in the end, there will be an end to this season. There actually will be an end to this time on earth. That all of us are promised and guaranteed that, that we will step into eternity. But if we live our life knowing that we can finish the race, I wonder if we will live our life like that child who finds energy when we know that the end is near. Because when we do that, when we do that and we know that there is a finish line and we know that one day, if we're in Christ, we get to hear, well done, that good and faithful servant. It's amazing the energy that we have, as opposed to just being a sloth all the time and going back on our word. You see, when we do what we can, we do all we can do, but more importantly, we let God be God of our lives. So today, I just want to ask you, is there a next step that Jesus is taking you on? Is there a next step that Jesus is calling you to take? Don't worry about step 28. Because if you look at step 28, you'll miss the process of step 1 through 27 where you get to learn and be and rest in all that God's called you to do in step 28. I'm just asking you today, is Jesus calling you to take one small step? 1 Corinthians 9 reminds us this way, verse 24 through 25, and it says this says this. Do you do you not know excuse me, do you not know that in a race all the runners run but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. You see everyone competes in games, goes on into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown forever. See, Paul's talking to the church in Corinth there. And the crown that those runners got, they would train for 10 months, would be a crown that faded. It would literally be a, a crown, a leafy crown that they got to wear about the day. But I love this running the race to finish well. We throw off the weight of everything that holds us behind, and there's nothing that will stop. Just like that child who's going to bed, they're going to do everything they can not to go to bed because they want to live life to the full, and they want to get every ounce out of this day. And I wonder if today we would look at God with all in worship and ask Him to be all that He made us to be and see Him fully for who He is in this day. Imagine how much energy you would have. Because here's the thing. Hebrews 11, 24, verse 20. Hebrews 11, verse 24 through 26 says, once again. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God, rather to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ, 
has a greater value than the treasures of Egypt. Because he was looking ahead to his reward. This year, would you look ahead to your reward? Because as we started off with, you will never finish something that you don't start. As we get ready, uh, we have this last worship song. I just want to ask you, what is Jesus calling you to start today? I'm going to pray here in a second, but I'm just going to ask you to have eyes, ears, and hearts open for what Jesus is asking you to do today. More importantly, starting by taking that step. So dear Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity where we get to gather together and lift your name high. I pray that as we walk through this season where we always make goals, we always have resolutions. Jesus, there's nothing wrong with that. You tell us that that's okay. But here's the thing. If you aren't the center of it, Jesus, then there's no reason to do it. Today, I believe that you are calling people to take next steps. I pray that you are calling some to, to step into serving, that you're calling some to step into giving, you're calling some to step into purpose, to see that exactly where they are is exactly where you made them to be. I also believe that you're calling people to take a next step of, of baptism, to take a next step of financial freedom, to take a next step of, of fellowship and Christian community, and yet still others, you're calling into a relationship with you. I pray today that our hearts would be open and that we would see response and that we would get to see you in a new way. We love you, Lord Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Alone in my sorrow, dead in my sin. Lost without hope, with no place to begin. You love me in a way to let mercy come in. Death was arrested in my life. Ash was redeemed, only beauty remains. My open heart was given a name. The morning grew quiet, my feet rose to dance. Death was arrested, my life began. Oh, your grace, so free, wash
Darkness rejoices though heaven had lost. But then Jesus So before we started that song of worship, I asked you just to have a moment of reflection and ask yourself what Jesus is calling you to start today. You know, I'd be crazy to think that someone isn't watching right now that Jesus isn't calling to start a relationship with them today. You see, all of us each and every year to be in this New Year's resolution and keep making promises to ourselves that we can never live up to and promises of ourselves that we won't accomplish. And we serve a God that is good enough that knew that in our human brokenness that that's exactly what we would do. But he loved us enough that he sent a way to make us whole. And, and there was nothing that we could do. It wasn't a New Year's resolution. It wasn't going around and around year by year promising to be better and never seeing any movement. As a matter of fact, he loved us enough that he sent his only son to live the life we couldn't live, die the death we deserve on the cross, and loved us enough not to stay dead, but rose again on the third day because he knew that there's no way that we could be made new without someone stepping in, and that is Christ Jesus. As a matter of fact, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says it to us this way. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. And today I just want to ask you, have you ever started a relationship with Jesus? It's not about how much you serve. It's not about how much of this Bible you know. It's not about how much you pray. There's no work that can ever make you new. There's only one way that you can be made new. And that's in Christ Jesus. And so today we're about to say a prayer in just a moment. It's not the words of this prayer that save you. It's actually the faith that Jesus is the only way that you can be made new. Because today he's calling you to start a relationship with him. As a matter of fact, he's not only calling you to start right where you are, he's asking you to what's in your hand to give it under, give it over and give the control over to him, the things you're trying to control in your life, give it over to him and watch what he can do. But also, 
Also, he's asking you to do what only you can do. And that's receive the gift that he is who he says he is. And so today, have you ever been made new in Christ? I'm going to ask everyone to pray here in just a moment. When you repeat the words of this prayer, we all pray together here at Divine for the benefit of those who are coming to faith in the first time. But I just want to ask, can you say with faith that today is your day to start a relationship with Christ Jesus? So everyone repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I believe I'm a sinner separated from you. I believe you came, lived a life that I couldn't live, died the death I deserved for my sin on the cross, but loved me enough not to stay dead, but rose again on the third day so that I may have life. Come take over my life, Lord. Make me new. Teach me to follow you step by step the rest of my life the best way I know how. And if for the first time today you can say that you prayed that prayer with faith and received Jesus as your Lord and Savior in a brand brand new. I'm going to count to three and I'm going to ask you to respond. I don't I don't know where you are. Just comment on Facebook. If you're on live.thevine.tv, you're going to see a hand raise. Just click on that hand raise. Uh, email us at hello at divine.tv. We have people who want to walk with you through this season step by step. If you receive Jesus for the first time today, I'm going to ask you to do what only you can do and respond. So one, two, Three. If that's you today, get your hand up, raise your hand, click on that button, let us know on Facebook, shoot us an email. We want to celebrate with you. We've got a Bible we want to put in your hands, but more importantly, it's not just a Bible we want to put in your hands. We want to walk with you in this season, have a relationship with you as you grow in your relationship with Christ. If that's you today, don't let today go by without responding. And now, for everyone else, maybe you do have a relationship with Jesus. But you find yourself in the seasons where you're, you're trying to, to walk through some goals. And I just want to get some resources in your hands to tell you how we want to walk with you today. Maybe, maybe reading your Bible is something you would like to do more of over this next year. And I just want to tell you, this next week, we are starting a brand new plan. We started on January 1st. You can jump in anytime you want to. But for five days, we're going to be diving into a reading plan where we can grow in our relationship with Christ. You can go to the vine.tv to find that plan, or more importantly, you can go to the link that's on your screen. That is the vine.tv slash reading plan. And uh, we would love to help you jumpstart your Bible reading year. Also, maybe you're struggling financially. And I want to tell you, I got to share a message not too long ago about how we have uh, intentional generosity and how we can be financially free. And I just want to tell you, if that's you, uh, we would love to help you walk through that. If you'll go to thevine.tv slash money, we have free resources to help you with budgeting, to help you with a debt snowball. We also have a time that you can sign up for when we do Financial Peace University. Also, we have counselors who want to walk with you through this season, myself included. So if that's you and you would like to walk through having a better 2019 financially, go to thevine.tv slash money. For everyone else, I just want to pray with you. So we always lock up arms here at the end, but I just want to pray for you to have an amazing week and have an even better 2019. But I want to pray for you, whatever Jesus has called you to start today, that you would have boldness to do it. So dear Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity 
uh, that we get to come together with your name high, but more importantly, that you let us get to live this life for a time such as this. We don't deserve to get to be here. There's nothing that we've done to earn this, Jesus, but you loved us enough that you came down and you made a way for us to have a relationship and you made a way for us to have life and have it to the full. So I pray today that we would hear you clearly the steps that you were calling us to take and we would boldly, boldly take those next steps. We can't wait to gather together again, Jesus, to lift your name high. We do all of this for you and you alone. We love you, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Hey, before you go, before you click out of this thing, I want to remind you that next week we start our brand new series called New. So check out this promo so that you can see exactly what we're going to be talking about and invite your family and friends because we'll have breakfast for you at 930 at 151 Rebalt Street and have worship at 10 a.m. here in Spartanburg. Can't wait to see you then. I've done a lot of really bad things. Most people would have viewed me as a lost cause. There's so many things that I'm embarrassed to say I've done. I was drifting through this life with no purpose. But God, God saw me differently. And now I'm changed in the best way. I have become permanently marked.